It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's go to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where I'm joined by Jane Pickett. Good afternoon to you, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you're you're very welcome. Okay, let's get straight into uh, questions. And this one came in bright and early this morning. Says, question for Jane, please. We have a new eight-week-old puppy, but she shivers a lot of the time. Now, she's indoor all the time in our house. And our house, by the way, isn't cold. Is it just excitement? Why does she do this? She's a cockapoo, adorable and so affectionate. I can't believe any little doggy could show such love. Also, at what age do we begin training her? Just the basic obedient uh, training. At what age do we start that? Any advice would be most helpful. Okay, well, that's super exciting, adding a new member to the family. Um, And it sounds like you'll have lots lots of fun getting going with the training. So from the perspective of the shivering, I think our listener has the initial basis covered in kind of making sure that the house is not cold. What I'd say is in young dogs, particularly where they're, let's say, eight weeks old, what might feel cold to us um, or what might feel like a normal temperature to us may not be exactly the same for them. So I'd have things on the toastier side inside in the house because when, um, when dogs are that young, they don't have the ability to kind of mobilise their muscle sources of, of fat and reserves in order to create heat in the same way as an adult dog does. So they're a lot more kind of temperature sensitive. So I'd say, you know, try and make the house on the toastier side of things, see if that helps a little bit. It is possible that it could be excitement and it could be, let's say, a little bit of anxiety or or kind of trepidation about new things in a new environment. So try and keep a little eye on when the shivering happens. If it's just, you know, no rhyme or reason to it and there's a bit of a shiver going on. But if, if the shivering is occurring when there's something different happening that they wouldn't have seen before, let's say the hoover is being used in the house or there's new people um, visiting into the household, it may be more kind of a behavioural, a little bit of anxiety with a new a new event that they won't have encountered before. So I think you need to look at it from both sides and take it take note of the pattern of when it happens yeah, that'll help to guide you. She's obviously just recently left her mother and I was just yeah. thinking uh, on the cold side normally if she was still with her mother she'd be able to snuggle in and get heat from her mother. Exactly and yeah. I think a really nice way of doing that will be um, little hot water bottles in their crate but okay. you need to make sure that they're covered and they're not too hot so they need to be a super super comfortable temperature so I normally say just a little bit hotter than lukewarm um, so just that it's a gentle heat it's not absolutely roasting and make sure that it's well covered exactly like if we were using it, you need to be careful not to cause any discomfort to the skin or even worst case scenario burning burn, and yeah. make sure it's a nice sealed one but that can sometimes help to soothe them a little bit and kind of replicate 
indicates that kind of snuggling into their mum that they can do. As regards kind of beginning behavioural training, so basic commands of sit, stay and walking on the lead, I would give them a week or two to settle into the house and then gently start doing it in small, like two or three minute bursts. When they're really young, they don't have a long attention span at all. Um, so lots of positive reinforcement, lots of telling them they're the best boy or girl ever and the odd treat when they've done things right. Um, and I think the sooner you start with it, you're building that bond with your dog. You're getting that young brain working. And sometimes that can, you know, help to smooth the transition into a new home because they know that they have a little family around them that they interact with. So I think the sooner the better, but give them a week or two to settle in. OK, Eleanor has a 14-year-old Bichon Freeze who's gone a little lethargic for the last few days. Seems to be sleeping a lot. He is eating fine, but he just seems very, very tired all the time. Eleanor says, is he telling me his time is up? Oh, oh um, yeah, it can be very difficult when you have a senior dog because obviously, you know, unfortunately they don't live forever and you know that it's kind of a, a little bit of a, a ticking clock when they get into their latter years. I would say that you know your little dog really, really well and you've noticed a change in him. So you've noticed that he's become more lethargic. Now, it may not be that his time is up, but I do think that any change, particularly in an older pet, even if it's just as subtle as sleeping a bit more in the last few days and being lethargic, it definitely warrants a trip to the vet. Because it might be that there's something bubbling under the surface that might be able to be dealt with to help your your pet kind of retain its quality of life. Um, and it's best to try and catch these things early. So well done for noticing the change. But I think your next step here is, is booking your pet in for an appointment with a vet so that they can do a full physical exam and just discuss what's been going on. And if there is anything that they can do to help and keep that quality of life good, great. And if not, they'll be able to guide you as to the next step. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Isha, Isha has a similar problem. She has, hers is a 12-year-old uh, neutered female. Is it an Alaskan, is it a Malamut? Malamut. Malamut, yeah. Malamut. Yeah. Big dogs. Uh, yeah, they're like the husky dogs, are they? No? Yes, they yeah, are. Yeah. Big, big, big husky like that. Okay, dogs. He's t- she's 12. She's all of a sudden gone off her food to the point that she's neither eating or drinking. And Isha's wondering as well, is this the beginning of the end? Yeah, I think it's a similar situation here. That sounds like a, a big and quite obvious change if we've gone off our food, not eating, not drinking. That's quite a serious situation. So I would say your first protocol here is you need to get your little your little dog into the vet to check out what could be done, uh, you know, if anything, to help the situation and what's causing the, the symptoms of loss of appetite and not wanting to drink. This little dog, you need to go to the vet, I think. Yeah, to be yeah and, get, today. and get it uh, checked. OK, yeah. uh, somebody is trying to, to toilet train a puppy. Somebody else is after getting a puppy. How often do you need to go out with the dog every day? As a minimum, every two hours, which sounds like an awful lot, but trust me, it's much easier than cleaning up the mess inside. And I think the main thing is you need to give that little puppy every opportunity to do things right by them doing their business outside in the garden or your designated spot. The more times they get it right and you kind of positively reinforce them, best boy, best girl, lots of cuddles and a few treats after they do their business, the more times they have that experience, the more times it kind of embeds it into their brain that, yeah, this is my toilet, it's outside. I should ask to go outside when I want to pee or poo. The more times you can get them getting it right and the less times they get it wrong and have an accident inside, the quicker your toilet training will be and the smoother it will all go. 
every puppy until at least six months of age does not have full bladder control. So expect that there will be accidents and mistakes. The best thing to do is not to scold them or anything like that because that can just make the problem worse is just to clear it up and try again in two hours' time to, to get things right by going outside. But it, you need to go out very often. Overnight, I normally see that last thing at bedtime and um, take them out little walk around, do their peas and poos, and first thing in the morning and probably quite early in the morning, get up, take them outside. They may well have had an accident overnight because their bladder control is not good. But you know, you've got to you've got to work with the life stage that they're at. But a lot more often than they think they need to go out. Okay, Barry has an interesting one. A five year old Alsatian who always licks your face. How do we stop the dog from doing it? The reason I'm asking is uh, we're about to have a new addition into the household, i.e., a new baby in the next month, and we obviously don't want the dog trying to lick the baby's face. He's always licked people's faces. Is that, that's common, okay. is it? Uh, it can be. Um, if he's always licked people's faces, this is a deeply embedded behaviour. And it's probably never been a problem before, so it's never been discouraged. So he's probably learned that it's a good thing for him to do, which is very difficult in this situation because now you need to try and change that behaviour quite radically and quite quickly as well. The first thing I would say is, particularly when there's a new baby in the household, safety first. Never, ever, no matter how much you trust that pet, never, ever leave it with with a young child. Um, I think, you know, they can be as soft as anything around their normal family, but you have to remember that it's, it's a new member of the family, probably something they've never seen before if it's a baby, and that's a big change for them. So, you know, I wouldn't let this dog near the baby for the behaviour to occur um, for quite a considerable period and certainly not unsupervised. This one may be a little bit difficult, um, probably distraction. So whenever he starts licking the face, distract with another positive behaviour. So give the command to sit or to stay or to give a paw and try and break that behaviour. So kind of distraction and redirect it into something positive so that you have control of the dog is probably the best thing to do. This one may require um, some additional professional help with a behaviourist or so veterinary behaviourist to break the habit and just make it a safe experience around a young child. So it would be best to ask your vet who locally is appropriately qualified and, you know, does does a good job that they would know of locally. And it may be best to get them involved just for, for some advice in advance of the new arrival. OK. All right. Listen, as always, thank you for that, Jane. Have a good week. We'll chat next Thursday. You too. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for joining us, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary uh, Group. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.